and welcome back to the podcast. We have another episode today and this is quite an exciting episode because I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that this is my 100th episode that I have uploaded here of the podcast, which is absolutely crazy. I've been doing this podcast for way longer than it seems. I've been doing this since 2019, which is over the past like two years or so, which is just crazy. And I'm so thankful to have this many episodes. I think it's a little bit crazy because also most of these episodes are episodes that I've recorded by myself. And so to think that there are a hundred episodes nearly, probably like 80 or so that are just of me is kind of wild. So thank you guys so much if you've been here since the start or recently found the podcast. I just appreciate you guys all so much. This podcast, I don't know if I've really said this before, but it really is just kind of a passion project for me. I really like to connect with other people to hear from my viewers and it makes me feel like I can kind of go deeper on here as opposed to the content that I put out on YouTube or Instagram. And so it just means a lot to have made it this far. And then also just the fact that people actually listen to it too, which is really exciting. So I wanted to say thank you. And I'm excited for today's episode because it's actually one that I personally need to hear myself. And when I was thinking of my episode idea, I was thinking about this over the weekend and today's Sunday when I'm recording and we actually sat down in church and the church sermon and the church sermon is usually always applicable. I feel like I can always take something from it, but especially this one, it just made me want to share a lot of what I learned from it. So I do want to note this is kind of a more faith-based episode just because personally with dealing with a lot of these things for me, I can't really separate my faith from it very much is intertwined with where I place my hope and my trust in and that happens to be in God even though I definitely do lose sight of that sometimes so I just want to say that but today's episode is going to be all about this aspect of protecting your peace. This is a phrase that I've heard a lot and I know a lot of people kind of throw around what it looks like to protect your peace in a world that is kind of the opposite of peaceful and what that actually means. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we actually be protecting our peace or should peace be protecting us? It's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because lately, and this is probably my low for the week, but over the past week or so, and this may just be because I'm in the process of moving and still kind of making this place a home, making it feel like our home. I'm definitely someone who's very affected by my environment. And when I all of a sudden change my environment, it does take me a while to get used to that. Like whenever we go on trips, I can never sleep well the first couple of nights or so. But then by the third night, I'm usually able to sleep soundly. I'm just very affected, especially when it comes to sleep. I've talked a lot about dealing with insomnia. I've never been the kind of person who can just sleep anywhere and, you know, always able to fall asleep. It just takes me a while to do that. But specifically, over the past week or so, I have been waking up every single night. And this is actually... It used to be when I was in college, I would always struggle to fall asleep, but recently I have been waking up in the middle of the night and just being very anxious, being anxious about a lot of different things. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this. When you wake up in the middle of the night, things seem so much worse than they actually are. Then you wake up in the proper hour of when you're supposed to wake up and you're like, oh wait, that actually wasn't a big deal. I didn't need to stress out about that at 2 a.m., which is when I've been waking up. We usually go to bed around like 10 30 or 11 and I have been waking up at 2 a.m and being up till 4 a.m for the past week my mind racing and really truly lacking a lot of peace and I think that it's hard because I don't want to take everything as a sign I think a lot of times especially 
with my faith, like it's easy to just say, oh, this is a sign from God. This is a sign from God. But I really do think when it's something like this, where it just keeps happening over and over again, I'm like, okay, I think God is trying to tell me something and I need to listen to him. Life has been quite chaotic lately. I've been trying to just deal with a lot of different things recently and trying to slow down and just be more present in life and be more inclined to talk to God and pray and focus more on my relationship with God a lot more. And I think that this is just kind of like God snapping at me in the middle of the night, like, hey, you got to listen to me. And so that is what inspired this episode. I'm going to share my thoughts on like what real true grounding peace looks like. If you're someone who struggles with anxiety, I do want to say I totally believe that if this is something that has to do with the chemical makeup of your brain, I definitely think it's worth pursuing medication and all that jazz. I think that God also gives us modern medicine and that's a beautiful thing. And I think that I actually went on medication for anxiety a couple years ago, but I went off pretty quickly because I realized that there were just lifestyle changes that I needed to make personally and have been able to deal with it very effectively. But I know that for a lot of people that helps a lot. And I also wanted to say that I don't think when it comes to protecting peace, I'm not of the belief that you should just totally disregard everything that you see as negative or quote toxic or just put blinders on to all those things. There are obviously so many hard things in this world, difficult things. And while I think that we shouldn't just, you know, doom scroll all the time and look at things all the time, it is important to be aware of that, of what's going on too, and be present in the sufferings of the world. But that being said, I do think that there's a point where you find hope and you hold on to that. And I think that comes with just finding real peace. So that is what this episode is. That's also my low, but for my high of the week, which we can end on this, I wanted to share my high and I also wanted to share a few things that I've been enjoying lately. I don't normally do this all the time in my episodes, but I thought it'd be fun to add in because there have been a few things I've really been liking. For my high, I would say settling into the apartment has been really nice. It's been really fun just to get to decorate a new space. I'm decorating our balcony next week. I'm going to have a whole video on like a balcony refresh. I'm really excited about that. And with that, something I've been really enjoying lately is just spending time outside. Our balcony is really small. Like when I say small, I mean, it's basically three feet wide. Or is that the length? The length of it is three feet. So it's pretty small. It's pretty compact. But even just having my coffee out there in the morning and getting to sit out there, me and Cash have been sitting out in the morning. It's just been really refreshing having that space, even though it is still such a small space. Another thing I've been enjoying, this is something I've been trying to be more conscious of. I've noticed that I have been just consuming a lot in terms of like YouTube videos, in terms of podcasts, which I like. Obviously, this is what I do. So it's good to know what everyone else is doing and kind of be up to date on things. But I found myself really lacking in listening to things that fed me in the way that I wanted to for the day. So I've been listening a lot to just really simple hymns lately when I'm in the car, when I'm driving. And I have found that whenever I just turn on like simple hymn music, I just feel so much more at peace being reminded of truths that I believe personally. And I wanted to link one of the playlists that I've been listening to because it's really good. It's very just simple worship music, which is my favorite. I really like just like simple hymns, acoustic hymns. as a lot of what our church does too. And so it feels good just getting to listen to that in the car and I wanted to share that if you're looking for something. I often get asked about like playlists I listen to, music, all that jazz and so yeah that's definitely what I've been loving. I've also been loving a very large closet space to record this podcast episode. If you guys don't know beforehand I would always record 
my podcast in the closet and in our old apartment our closet was still big for me I mean I think especially moving from New York City in college everything just seems huge like this seems like so much space but I feel like this closet is like the size of what my room was in New York City so it's nice recording this episode and just having a lot more space so like I had mentioned for one, all these resources are pretty much going to be faith-based from like my own Christian perspective. So just wanted to say that again, I already said it, but I'm just looking through my notes and that's kind of the sum of this. But to start, so our church right now, we've been going through this sermon series on the Beatitudes, which are based off of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, which if you don't know, this is when Jesus addressed all of his disciples. And also there were a lot of large crowds that were listening in too. And he was sharing about principles for living the life of being a disciple of Christ and what that looks like, especially from going from the old law in the Old Testament, which was based on a lot of retribution to a new law of love and what that looked like in terms of interacting with people and We've been going through this over the past six months or so in the Beatitudes. There are a lot of verses, but it's been nice because each verse we've been spending a whole sermon series on, and we just recently got through it all, which is great. I'm sad that it's over because it's been really nice. I love just focusing on a simple verse at a time, especially in a sermon series. Our pastor, um, this last Sunday service, we were talking about what it means to be salt of the earth. And so this is a verse based in Matthew. It's Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. And I think when I was a kid, I remember reading this verse and being like, what does it mean to actually be salt? And he was talking about it. It was very interesting because he was talking about how when it the verse says you are the salt of the earth that that's an imperative statement it's not a command like a lot of the other verses in the bible but it's you are the salt of the earth and he was talking about what that actually means he was talking about how salt was used to preserve meat so the purpose of salty meat was because they didn't have refrigerators obviously so this would just preserve the meat keep it fresh it was meant to preserve things and to slow down decay and it was also used to bring out flavor so when it says you are the salt of the earth it's an imperative statement that means that you know, we're called to live in a way where we preserve and we bring joy. And he was talking about how with your faith, that means when people look at you, you want them to see the holiness of Christ. They want them to see that you are different, that you're set apart, that you're not living, you know, exactly the same way as everyone around you. And he was also talking a lot about how, you know, if you are the first thing that people see about Christ, if you're the first time that they've ever interacted with someone who claims to be a Christian, you know, what do they see personally? Do they see someone who's bitter? Do they see someone who is resentful? Do they see someone who is joyous? And he mentioned this quote. So this is from Sinclair Ferguson, but he says, the principle by which we live is not how can I avoid contact with the world as to be separate from it. Rather, it is how can I live in the world yet be free from its influence and by my life actually expose its contagion. As the light of the world, we shine in its darkness. As salt of the earth, we preserve only if we are present in it. How this relates to kind of the notion of protecting your peace. I think a lot of times when we hear the statement, it's always followed by to protect your peace, you kind of have to be removed from the harsh realities of the world. I think that's what a lot of people try to do. You know, shield your mind from negative thoughts, shield your mind from negativity, block out anything that's going to bring you down. 
And I do think that there's, you know, obviously instances where it is very good to do that in terms of, I think, relationships. It's really important to make sure you're not with someone who is just a very, very bad influence on you. But for the most of us, you know, we're working jobs with people that we might not necessarily all get along with all the time. And by being salt, that means that it changes the way that we react to situations. It changes how we interact with strangers. It changes how we view money, how we deal with anxiety. And there was this point where he said this first. And I want to say, I mentioned this in the beginning, but I, I'm talking about anxiety in terms of just constantly being worried about everything in life. I do think that there's an extent where, I think that there is an extent where that is something that has to do with the way your brain is wired that you can get checked and help on. But there are a lot of us who I think we do just worry a lot about ourselves, about the situations that we're in. He said this and it really just honestly smacked me in the face when he said it. He was talking about how, you know, if people look at you and they see you and they see that you claim to be so reliant on this God who you believe protects you and, you know, has a plan for you and has a plan for the world, but they see you as being just as anxious as they are, what does that say about your God? What does that say about the real trust that you have in him? And why would they want to follow that God if you're living your life and being just as worried, just as anxious? And I was thinking about myself because I've obviously just been dealing with a lot of this in the night. Not obviously, I just shared this in this episode, but I was thinking about this because I think a lot of times when it comes to my personal journey with like dealing with anxious thoughts and just dealing with excessive worry. A lot of the root of it is because I'm focusing so much on myself in terms of my own life, my own goals, my own friendships, which are not bad things. I think that a lot of the things that lead us astray aren't necessarily bad things, but I always talk about, you know, the aspect of disordered loves where you can love the right things too much or you can love the wrong things or you can love the right things in the wrong proportion. And I think a lot of times for me, It's loving the things in the wrong proportion, you know, loving efficiency. And when I really just need to get my mind off of myself and not just think so inwardly and also assess if I'm really focusing on the right things in my life. And when I was researching for this episode and kind of just seeing if there were any other resources I want to include, I found this article. So this is from an article on impactinsight.co and her name is Kendall. She wrote it, but she said, she says, are you protecting your peace or is God's peace protecting you? She says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything. She quotes Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The end of the scripture passage made me think of that soldier at the gate. That peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. She says, I've been battling with anxious thoughts spirals more than ever these last few months. This is one of those scriptures I go back to again and again to reel myself in. Reading this recently made me think I've been trying my hardest to block things out and selectively let things in for the sake of protecting my peace. But this verse says God's peace will protect me. It's like that guard at the gate positioned strategically to defend our hearts and our minds against any potential threat. It won't let just anything in. And in fact, whatever isn't supposed to be there may well be taken out on approach. She says the armor of God is another thing that has to be properly in place to protect us from enemy attacks. Peace is part of that armor, but curiously, it doesn't protect our mind and our heart. 
In this case, it protects our feet. She said, I once heard Bishop Chester Wright explain it this way. As we walk on this earth, it's our feet that come in contact with the terra firma. Shoes are the barrier between our feet and the ground, insulating us from direct contact and any resulting transference. God's peace is our insulation from this world and from the anxiety, overwhelm, temptation, iniquity, and all the other degenerative things. He says, when we put it on, it insulates us from this world and allows us to walk protected in our purpose to advance God's kingdom. When God gives it, it's our divinely assigned security detail that stands guard over our hearts and our minds. And it's ours. It's a promise, a sure thing. But for it to be in that place, there is a condition we must meet. And then she quotes Philippians 4, 6 again. She says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your requests known to God. She says, When we lay it all out for God, we unload our hearts and our minds of what so heavily weighs on us. Then we are free to take on what he gives us to carry, a yoke that makes work easy by linking us up side by side with him and a burden that's compelling but light. As a result, we're able to press forward in purpose instead of being pummeled by debilitating anxiety. And I love that. I never heard that about shifting that thought of protecting your peace to just trusting in the peace that God gives us to protect us. And I think, again, a lot of my anxiety that I deal with personally stems from the fact that I'm trying to work so tirelessly to keep in the right things, keep out the wrong things, only focus my thoughts on the things I should be focusing on. But I'm not actually trusting God that he's going to put the things in my life that need to be there, even if that's hard things, that those are trials that I'm meant to go through that are going to make me into a stronger person and grow me. And ultimately, my life on this world is finite. And my hope is in him and the plan that he has more so than the things that I think that I can drum up to aspire to here on earth. And that's just something that I needed to be reminded of, especially lately. Another thing I wanted to share. So this is from my devotional that I read. It's my utmost for his highest. I love this devotional. I think it's really great. And I've actually shared this in my last vlog. I think that's might be up. Yeah, my vlog is up where I talk about this. But one of the passages that I was reading, so this is from June 8th. This is my daily devotional, but I was catching up and there was this part that said, when you know that you should do something and you do it, immediately you know more. It says, examine where you have become sluggish, where you began losing interest spiritually and you will find that it goes back to a point where you did not do something you knew you should do. You did not do it because there seemed to be no immediate call to do it. But now you have no insight or discernment and at a time of crisis, you are spiritually distracted instead of spiritually self-controlled. It is a dangerous thing to refuse to continue learning and knowing more. And I think something that I do, I don't know if anyone else does this, but a lot of times I get really close to God and I start interacting with him a lot more when I'm going through a crisis and when something is really hard, when I'm dealing with something personally, whether that be you have like someone in your family who passes away or it's really tough at work or you feel like you are just struggling a lot with something specifically that's when I find myself getting close to God. But the thing is, when you're close to God through all the mundane, normal parts of your daily life, when a crisis comes about, you feel more equipped to deal with those things because you have been reading, you have been learning. So you have the verses memorized to be able to deal with these things instead of scrambling and feeling you know, spiritually sluggish when things actually come up. And I think it's hard doing these podcasts sometimes because I always want to give just practical advice for, you know, this is how you fix things. Here's an A, B, C, D. But for one, I am such an imperfect person that I don't know the answers to everything. And I'm also dealing with these things personally. So I can only share from my own experience what has helped me. And I think the thing that has gotten increasingly harder is that, especially when dealing with something so complicated like, you know, anxiety and worrying, 
for me, the root of all this is always that I'm not focusing on God. It's that my priorities are not in the right place. My mind is not in the right place. And I think that there are small things that you can change. I definitely always promote, you know, working out, exercising to clear your head, journaling, spending time with other people. I think that those are great things. But like I mentioned before, you can even love those things. You can even love those things in the wrong proportion and make them idols in your life. And when they don't solve all your problems, you're just left confused. And so for me, I don't ever want to come on here and share things that I feel like are just a band-aid. And so I just wanted to mention that. And I just know when I feel out of place, when I'm feeling anxious, it's because I'm not focusing on the right things. And another thought that I really like, so this is from Tim Keller. He has a book called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. I've read this before, and I think that it's a great book, especially if you're dealing with maybe a traumatic event in your life. I don't even think it has to be a traumatic event. It's good, again, to read this before you're actually going through the pain and suffering, so you're equipped for it. I really like this excerpt. He says, Today, when you read books or websites on overcoming anxiety and handling fear, they usually talk about removing thoughts. They say, do not think about that. Do not think those negative thoughts. Control your thoughts. Expel the negative ones. But here we see the peace of God is not the absence of negative thoughts. It is the presence of God himself. The God of peace will be with you. Christian peace does not start with the ousting of negative thinking. If you do that, you may simply be refusing to face how bad things are. That is one way to calm yourself by refusing to admit the facts, but it will all be a short-lived peace. Christian peace doesn't start that way. It is not that you stop facing the facts, but that you get a living power that comes into your life and enables you to face those realities, something that lifts you up over and through them. Many believers have experienced this peace of God. It is not just a positive thinking or willpower. It is a sense that no matter what happens, everything will ultimately be all right, even though it may not be all right at the moment. In my experience, people usually break through to this kind of peace only in tragic situations, often in the valley of the shadow of death. Here is a metaphor for it. If you have ever been on a coast in a storm and seen the waves come in and hit the rock, sometimes the waves are so large that they cover a particular rock and you think, that is the end of that rock. But when the waves recede, there it is still. It hasn't budged an inch. A person who feels the peace that passes understanding is like that. No matter what is thrown, no matter what is thrown at you, you know it will not make you lose your footing. Paul, of course, is the classic example. He is beaten, he is stoned, he is flogged, he is shipwrecked, he is betrayed, his enemies are trying to kill him. There is wave after wave. And yet, there he is still. I have found a way to be completely poised under any and all circumstances. All the waves of life could not break him. And he says it isn't a natural talent of his, you and I can learn this. That is the character of Christian peace. It is an inner calm and an equilibrium, but also a sense of God's presence and almost reason transcending sense of his protection. I really like what he says about the peace of God is not the absence of negative thoughts because I think I shared this in my episode that I did about positivity and all that, but I think a lot of times you think it's a good thing to just remove any sort of negative thought that you have and it actually helps with going through anxious thoughts to know that it's actually normal it's not a bad thing it's not something that you have to burden yourself with okay i need to push this out why am i thinking so negatively why am i focusing on the wrong things i think it's just about switching your mindset and realizing that it's normal to have those thoughts it's more about how you actually deal with them and especially when he was talking about not being removed from society, that was something we also talked about in the sermon. He was talking about how the monastics, you know, they believed you should remove yourself from all things that you deem as bad or, you know, 
not good for trying to pursue a more holy life. But John 17, 14 through 19 says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. The word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself so that they might also be sanctified. So even though I can't give necessarily the most practical tips for this, I did want to share five ways that I have learned to just be better at focusing on the peace of my life and trusting the peace that God has given me. And the first thing is just assessing what you're placing your hope in. Today after church, I was listening to the sermon, was just feeling so on fire, was taking so many notes, walked out of church, was feeling so good. And I always do this and I know know why I always have to do this after church, but I just went and I was scrolling on Instagram after. And immediately after scrolling for, I would say three minutes or so, I just felt so bad about myself. I felt like my life was boring. Other people were doing cooler things than me. And I started comparing myself to other people. And this is something that I don't always feel with social media. There's just some days where it hits me more when I'm just more susceptible. And I think especially on Sunday when you're thinking about all the responsibilities coming up on the week and feeling a little bit more stressed out, it always hits me more. And Aiden was the one who could visibly see that my mood just took a 180. It went from, you know, feeling equipped with all this joy and I also try not to go on social media on Sundays. That's something that I always try to do is just taking a day off Instagram and I wasn't good at it. I just clicked that and I started scrolling and I'm like, this is why I don't go on when I'm feeling this way because it doesn't make me feel good. And I think that you have to realize, like I mentioned, when I'm scrolling on social media, sometimes I lose sight of what I'm placing my identity in. Is it how other people perceive me? Is it based off of all these different things? I don't see it as being in Christ. And it's also just not good to be an envious person. Like just because other people are doing cooler things than me, it doesn't take anything away from my life. And it's also not their fault. Like that is their prerogative. And if I was doing the same thing, I would probably be sharing it on Instagram as well. So I definitely think when it comes to social media, a lot of times how we have that relationship, it's because of our own hearts and we have to assess them instead of just placing blame on other people. And for me, I just realized that, hey, I'm going through some things personally and I'm obviously susceptible to comparison, so I just need to go off. The second thing is just striving for peace in your relationships. I think if you're constantly feeling just uneasy or just feeling distracted, it may be because you don't have closure or there's something that is just on your heart in regards to a relationship, whether that be a friendship, whether that be a romantic relationship. There could be something that's causing you distress because things are just not right. Proverbs 12, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I think it's great to just have those good relationships with other people that you can trust and that you can talk to about things. And I know a lot of times, especially when I'm waking up in the night, it's because I'm thinking about some sort of relationship that just doesn't feel quite right. And I feel the need to try to get closure with that person or just reach out to them. And number three is to start your day by prioritizing peace. So like I mentioned, I don't think that journaling and all these things can necessarily, you know, get rid of anxious thoughts. But I think when it comes to, you know, trusting in that armor of peace from God, it's a daily habit of waking up and choosing that. And that means reading your Bible, praying, focusing on things that are right, that are true before starting the rest of your day. And the thing is, these things are actually disciplines. I think a lot of times you think these are things you do when you feel so inspired, when you just feel compelled to by God, but they're disciplines. They're things that you do 
every single morning. This is something that I saw my parents do literally every single morning. It's the reason why I think it's so important because I value my parents. I look up to them so much. I think they have a great marriage and they also have just been really great stewards of everything that God has given them and they're generous people and I obviously really love my parents but every single morning my dad 5 a.m reading his bible i just saw him every single day in his chair reading his bible my mom did the same thing too she would normally go for a run and then read her bible and i just saw my parents looking at their days through the lens of how they started their day in the morning and i think it's really important if you're trying to live a life of more peace to make sure you're prioritizing that in your routine number four is to give peace to others I think a lot of times, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but there are just certain people who feel like a warm hug to be around. (laughs) Like they're just inviting, they make you feel seen, they make you feel loved. Even if that's, you know, they're hitting you with tough love because they're being honest about, hey, I don't think that you're doing this right or whatever. People that just seem like gracious people who have a sort of lightness about them. I love being around people like that. It makes me feel so good rather than being around people who are just seem distracted, too busy, chaotic. And a lot of times that's me. So I'm calling myself out with that one. But Colossians 4, 5 through 7 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I love the phrase of let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. I just think it's so important to strive to be someone that promotes, you know, goodness and peace and those things and I think that takes being conscious about the way you treat other people interact with other people and I think a lot of times you'll find yourself attracting what you put out too and so just offering that peace to other people and lastly this is kind of just a personal thing for me but that's just to slow down I know we're all in different seasons of life and I do think life does come in seasons and sometimes things are busier and sometimes things are slower But I think when it comes to living a more peaceful life and choosing peace throughout your day, it's easier to do that when you have margin of time in your day. I find when I am cramming a lot of stuff in, when I'm trying to be efficient and do all these things, I end up getting stressed because it just seems like there are not enough hours in the day. That's when I am anxious. That's when I'm chaotic. That's when I don't have time to go about my day with peace because I'm just so distracted all the time. And so I think it's really important if you can. I know this isn't possible for everyone, but give yourself the margin in your day to be able to slow down and just live a life that is more inviting to peace because you have the time to do that. And I think that that takes maybe not necessarily seeing everybody that you want to all the time. And maybe that takes cutting out things that you do like, but it's important to be able to slow down and just be able to have that peace in your life. Thank you guys for listening. I know this episode may have been kind of heavier, but again, I always want this to be just very personal and because it is something that's a passion of mine and not something that I always feel like I have to post a certain thing. I just always want to speak from my heart and this is something that just I've been thinking about a lot lately. So feel free to let me know if you enjoyed. Like always, you can always DM me on Instagram too. Let me know how you guys are listening. Tag me in a story. I love to see those too. And you can also write a review too. That always helps the podcast if you want to write a review. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm so thankful for you guys. I hope this helped if you're dealing with any sort of anxious thoughts or worry or just trying to find peace in your life. That's definitely the goal of this episode. So hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Bye friends. Thank you.